Hello and welcome to the 18th episode of the second season of the Ian Prendercast, another sports podcast brought to you as always by MGA Traffic, the best in the business and the best in the business is Fabian Guadagnolo. He's not in a good mood pre-record, Tim. So he's not, is he, Sean? Hopefully he, he perks up as the fucking record gets going because he's, he is, he's spewing. He's absolutely spewing. Fabian. Buonasera ragazzi. Why aren't you in a good mood, Fabian? I'm in a, I'm in a phenomenal mood. No, actually. you're not. Quite happy. No. Tim, hello, Tim. How are you, Sean? Tim's in an okay mood. Yeah, I'm okay. Fabian's testy because I had the temerity to question him, but that's fine. Where do you want to start this week, Coach Davis? There uh, no, there's no update, is there? No, there, well, there is no update. We had a bye this week, which was a little bit frustrating to sort of roll straight from um, our, our maiden victory for the season um, to sort of just be left sitting on the shelf. We had uh, half a dozen boys play up in our under twelve, so we're at least. How did they beaten, go? Uh, they got beaten by about ninety points. No, Jeez. fifty points actually, fifty points. But it was a sound defeat. But um, playing up a division, or in fact, it's up about two two divisions and up an age group. So they'll be used to playing against a better opponent. So when we come up against the Preston Bull Ants on Sunday morning, are they still a thing? Uh, well, the, yeah, the junior team at Preston Way. I'm pretty sure they're called the Bull Ants. Um, but there was another case, team that were bullying with the Bull Ants for a little yeah, while. Yeah, they were. They were. But why no, why so sure many teams? Why are so many teams adopting such a poor mascot? Oh well, each to their own. That is true. That is true. Fabian, do you get up to anything over the weekend? What did I do on the weekend? I don't know. Tell us. Lift, Fabian. I can't even remember what I did. I, I regrouted the shower. There you go. Wowzers! What colour? I oh, just white again, so just remove some grout, and then I had to do like the the bead of like corking along the, where the wall meets the base. Yep. Yeah, no, I totally screwed that up. So in white, or did you do that in silicon? It was, like, was a white silicon. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, no, no, not, not good. Well, it was. Do you not have the hands it's, of a it's, surgeon, it's, or it's, it's 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 from a from a seal point of view, it's 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 sealed, it's watertight, but it's uh, horrific. It needs to be scraped. Scraped off and done again, so I'll let it dry and then... And are you handy enough to be prepared to do it I'm again, or is it just... everything, but I just... Did you rush I it? Could, I could... No, I can admit when I was wrong, and I... Snobby probably people, wasn't. I probably wasn't the that. nicest person to be around at the time, so... No, not many people can, can admit when they're wrong, can they? It's probably something that mm. you know, certain others have to learn how to do from time to time, and just take whatever someone's saying at face value without questioning it or probing it at all. I would agree on that. I'm disappointed we didn't lead off with the grouting story. Sorry, I can't can't uh, give you anything more than that. I didn't get up to much on the. I appreciate your honesty, Fab. Let's move on to Carlton because it was another sterling performance by the Blue Boys. Um, you two had tipped the Blues and um, had said that we were certainties. I would have thought we got leading into it. We should we should have embraced the tag, even though Sportsbet didn't have us favourites. I would have thought. I've said it before. It's stupid we don't to say this. I would have thought we were a better team than St Kilda. We, we are. are. I think we proved it. Oh, I don't think we are. We are. Well, we're obviously not. Let's be honest. We're no, not. no, no. But that's the thing. This is the. But other I think we played room. badly. I think they actually acquitted themselves reasonably well in the no, contest. No, see, I don't even think they played well. They weren't good. They were just less bad than us. Yeah, we I, were I rubbish. Agree with that one hundred percent. I sent you a text at about the twenty-five minute mark of the first quarter, and you were spot on. And I said, if it stays this way, we lose. Yeah, because we'd started well. The attitude was good. Fabian said to me, call it, Tim, what's happening? And I said, right now we win. But just as I'd said it, the game had settled and I reckon um, St Kilda were just starting to 
um, gather a bit of ascendancy and and like is always the case in any sport once the opposition just starts to you know gain some modicum of control it's what do you do about it it's once our opposition does that and we don't respond ever that's right I've got a couple of questions here we'll go we'll work work our way through them obviously as they pertain to the club the season as a whole Sunday in isolation yep and a little bit of bigger picture stuff Fabian made a really good point um I can't remember the guy's name because I don't follow the NBA at all. Fabian's eyes are like saucers. I've given him credit for something. He's thinking, that's extraordinary. <laughs> we are recording, so you'll be able to clip this up and ringtone it and everything. Um, who was the Toronto Raptors coach last year? Oh, they, He was coach of the year. His name was – it's, it's, it's eluding me at the moment. It's not a good lead, but that's fine. So he was the coach of the year last year. The Raptors, I think, had the best record in the East. They didn't get – did they get to the Eastern Conference Finals? They got to... Yeah, I think they yes, did. Yes, the finals. Yeah. But then, obviously, knocked out by the Cavs, I would imagine. Cavs? Yes. What yes. Last year. So, my point is, and the point that Fabian made, and I agree Dwayne with... Dwayne Casey. Dwayne Casey. Yeah. So, my point, and the point I'm going to make here, is you've got a team in the Toronto Raptors who made the Eastern Conference Finals, so the Final Four... Had a really good regular season, best record in the East, as, as far as I'm aware. And I think you're right, differently, yeah. And they got to the end of the season and thought, no, that's not good enough. They sacked the coach. Yep. They aggressively traded their best player, their best who player. was an all star and an all NBA player for the year in yeah. DeMar, DeRozan. DeMar DeRozan. They attract Kawhi Leonard on potentially a very short term deal. Yeah, so they traded for Kawhi. So they gave DeRozan, who for the Spurs is a bit of a known commodity, and traded aggressively and got Kawhi Leonard, who played nine games last year. Correct. He had a quad injury. So he was out basically all the all year and in the last year of his contract. So then he didn't extend it or do anything like that. So they've got him for a season, effectively, and they're taking the punt on and Kawhi the, Leonard. And the point we're making here is you've got a club here that are at the real pointy end of the fucking the pyramid, the real thin end of the wedge terms of competing at the top and they're sitting there going we need to be better how do we get better the coach isn't the right guy we've won is it four of 42 now it, the, the media will tell us often enough exactly what it is but, we've won uh, three games in one and a half years yes and we still sit here as a club refusing to acknowledge the elephant in the room that's not nice <laughs> but it's the fact. It's, it's got all the things. Not, all the horrible things you've said to me tonight. That's the worst. What do you mean? You're calling me the elephant? No, right? you're an idiot. But the point of the thing, it's gotten to the point now where Jared Waitley flippantly, dismissively, and not in a disrespectful way, mentioned it on his show earlier in the week when he just sort of said conceded, or well, can't have a new coach next year. The wheel has turned to the point now where I'm sitting here going, been saying it for quite some time. The longer we sit on our hands. Everyone thinks about it, and I've made the point on Twitter, I've made the point to you guys on text, feels like Carlton don't want to make the move because we'll be criticised as, that's what old Carlton did. Old Carlton used to do that. Old Carlton used to do that. Part, see, I've, I've hated I the think, whole old Carlton No, no, so argument. do I, but that's what will come out. Everyone will sit there and go... Oh, that, that'll be the narrative. That'll be the no narrative. Doubt. And I sit there and go, and I put the tweet out, and I said, no, no, we're, we're Fitzroy. We're not new Carlton anymore. We're not old Carlton anymore. We are a joke. We are a laughing stock, and no iteration of the Carlton Football Why? Club in our 150-year history will have ever, ever sat this long on their thumbs, on their hands, and sitting there going, we'll wait and see, we'll wait and see. 
Our, we'll wait and see. But it's not like we've got a team that is flat out ready to win. That's 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 the reality that sits in the background is as a collective, as a board, as an administration, as a recruiting team, match committee and coaching fraternity, we've all recognised that we were going to do the biggest reset of all time. We're going to clear the decks of all the dead wood. We're going to bring in young talent galore and we're going to rebuild from the bottom up. So any decision that has to be made has to be made in context of that. They started it. And the fact that we've won four of 42 isn't satisfying. But is it it satisfactory? No, it's not satisfactory, but it is reflective of the decisions made to to be a team that were going to be uncompetitive for a number of years. Do you remember the number they gave us? Did they give us a number? They said a 66-game rebuild. Yeah, because they were talking about three. Three They, they said, we're going to go to three drafts, we've gone to and four. And I understand it's not a precise science. No, I no, get absolutely. that. I understand it. But they bought themselves three years without criticism. Yep. And we gave them. Three and, years without and, and me personally, the one thing I just really wanted to get out tonight, I think, and, and you, one of you guys might have said it before too, it's we're happy to get close. You know, near enough is good enough, I think, is the attitude because because we're young, we're, we're so growing. Used, we're so used to being beaten badly. We're so used to the disappointment of not measuring up, of not getting the job done, so that when we can leave a game and go, oh, we're actually kind of in it. Yep. And, and we're that's using been our season. youth as a crutch. That's been this season. This season, to a T, has been people sitting there going, well, geez, of course I would have liked to have won, but we didn't get beaten as badly as we used to, yep. so it's okay. And, and, and equally, you know, we talked about off-pod the, the big spread on the Carlton Essendon preliminary final and all that sort of stuff. That's 20 years ago, and... Modern day Carlton supporters still talk about it as one of the great days, and it was, but it didn't lead to a premiership. But it there's was an entire generation of Carlton supporters who weren't even born. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Oh. If we're going to talk about '99, might as well talk about '79. Yep. I it's, think you can celebrate 79. It's a bit like there's these idiots with Man United saying we're wearing a, a commemorative shirt for '99. Oh, you're not even in the Champions League. It was one of the great. Moments in the club's history. I have no issue celebrating your history. I have no issue celebrating the '99 prelim because um, the Saints don't have anything like that. The Bulldogs, until two years ago, had nothing like that. There's a lot of teams that go without for a long. Melbourne, you know, Melbourne are getting excited about winning a final. So you sit there and going, "We've been spoiled by our history, and now, unfortunately, it's fucking weighing us down." Can I ask a question? Yes, you can. We focus on coaching. Has the rebuild, from a list management point of view, gone the way you had hoped? Honestly, Has it gone better? Yeah. I, I, is, it, is it on track? Yes. Do you not know? Yes. Look, I, I'm pretty comfortable that you look at the team structure and what we've built and the positions and the, the order in which we've done it and the players that we've got that you think you can pencil in to be a competitive 22 in two-plus years' time, yeah, I'm happy. There's probably a couple of individuals that may have developed quicker than they have, but at no point would you say, I don't think this bloke is going to make it. I think the only bloke that we've got that I thought would be part of our 22 that I'm querying is Lockie Plowman, and I think he... He gave us a few key examples on the weekend as to um, as to why you need somebody just with a little bit more courage at the right time, um, and that's not courage on the field; it's just courage to 
attack, attack because, in a certain way. Plowman's biggest issue is pace. Um, yes. can, I, can I ask? I've, this is. And, and, and I've also said I think we've got four tall defenders and I think it's one too many. So if we had to shed one out of Marchbank and Plowman, I'd be shedding Plowman before Marchbank. And, and you're then asking Plowman to be uh, a utility midfielder. And as you say, he doesn't have the pace to be able to do that. He's fantastic to have in the squad. <coughs> I'm just not and that's fine. Sometimes, part of our best 22. That's fine. You, you, you find that you outgrow different players at different points in time, sometimes quicker than you anticipate. And, and it's good if you do sometimes. If, if, if others are better... That's really good. It's just at times you're going, are without, these guys up to scratch? Without wanting to go into it, because it's a completely different conversation, the question that Fabian raises is going to be asked a lot. I personally think that, and we've been over it a number of times, we have done, and by we we mean SOS, have done exactly what the media, exactly what the league, exactly what the fans wanted the club to do. They have stripped the list back. They have traded out commodities to get higher-end picks. They have been creative at the recruiting table. We are... And we once again, we've been over this a number of times. We didn't have we a lot need, of commodities to start with. But we've gone over it a number of times. We're betting against the house. Yep. Where we are. We're, we're, we're betting, we're playing, running against City Hall. And the problem we've got is, and we've spoken about it numerous times, the system itself is the one that needs to be... I'm not disputing that. And if you look at our drafting, so I'm not going to say the players aren't... I'm, I'll assume that who we've taken in our top picks... Will work out. One or two will fall by the wayside, but you got one in the gun. Regardless of who the players who were actually taken, because we you know one of them, you know Tom Williamson, who we all are big fans of. One of them is Paddy Kerr. I'm saying, do you get to a point where if you're going to go so aggressive with the youth, have we been negligent in not picking? And I said it a couple of years ago. Forget the player. But I said two years ago to Tim, we should try and get someone like a Jared McVeigh. And I was laughed at by you. Which, that's your opinion, Jordan. Well, who's he going to play in place no, of? No, no, I'm just saying someone with experience, someone who... I don't have an issue with getting an experienced player, but we're not getting... You, uh, that, it was that just an scenario, example. I'm, I'm, not, got, I'm, not, I'm not pinning my whole argument on But we've got Jared Cade McVay. Simpson. Yeah, Cade Simpson no, and Doherty in the same role. I need... For two years, just bring in someone. I said... I, mate, I agree. Mate, to, to I said, probably uh, should have got Jared Ruffin. Didn't I say... You know, I said we should have got... Um, Del Santo. Yeah. Have we for been nothing. for that? Like I know, you know, Paddy Kerr was a pick sixty-five, and you know, there's Cam Paulson was a fifty-nine. Did we go too deep? Like, especially given the, how many high picks that we what do you mean banked? Did we take too many kids and not then look to other clubs to just bring in for every four picks in the national draft? Bring in an experienced player from. Even if it's a C grader from another team, we did do we, that. We brought in. We did that. Matty Wright. We brought in Daniel Gorringe. Matty Wright, tick. Aaron Daniel, Mullet, Daniel Gorringe, Aaron injured. Mullet, Cam O'Shea. We brought in those guys, and some of them didn't work because the recognition is where's the, the help that we need. You're well, talking the rec- about both. We brought, recognition we is back from the age of twenty three to twenty eight. We that we don't have anybody at all. Like there, there is no one in that age group that we have, and and the the recognition now is having gone to the well and got. You know, 30, 18, 19, 20, 21 year olds. Our next step is to add 24 to 26 year olds to fill in the age bracket that we don't have. And if that with it brings 100 games of experience, 150 games of experience, fantastic. You're, you're, you've led it perfectly to where I wanted to go. Cunning plan. <laughs> we'll be the judge the, the, of that. The, the, the plan was, and I don't, we're not. Well, I'm not tonight talking about this whole Adelaide trade, but we made a trade we'll do that later. with Adelaide because 
essentially we weren't we thought we'd be better, but we thought we so trade. You and our, I disagree on how much better we thought. You okay, think yeah, we were so, so I'm not. I don't want to get into that. But we were where did trade. you think we were finishing? I thought we'd finish. I think it's important for context because I third think, last. No, nah, see, I think they thought we were finishing higher than that. I, I thought we thought we were going to finish about fifth last. Okay, I'd like you to name the clubs you thought were worse. Gold than Coast, us. St Kilda, North, North Melbourne, North Melbourne, who drafted. Jared yeah, Pollock. Yeah, true. No, Hindsight no. maybe now says North yeah, Melbourne's. Okay. Just, Everyone's good to say, oh, that hasn't worked were. for North so they Melbourne. When they, picked up those, when they picked up Hall, Pollock. Who's playing VFL? I'm saying, but when Not they picked the them up at the time. Br- Brisbane was still a chance to be down there. They, they've outperformed. And you've always got someone that drops. last year. What's to say that they You've always got someone that drops. You've always got someone that drops. I'm not disputing, but I thought third last. Yep. I didn't see Sydney finishing behind us, but their form this season have, has been in a, in a manner in which if we were taking care of business, we probably would be ahead of I reckon anyway, on trade so night we thought there were four teams that we could finish ahead of and potentially two that you just don't know how they're going to rise and fall with the waves. Therefore, we could potentially, I reckon best case scenario was our first pick would be like seven or eight. Yeah. No, I think you're too aggressive. That's your best case. That's your is, best is case. Is what Sean's saying. I reckon they said okay. so between be. three and seven. No. Three and seven. Agreed. So yep. I don't do the deal for three. Not in a million years. Okay. So, so they've look, been, again, I said we don't, I don't want to talk about it. But this, it's an important thing to fill no, up. We're going to get back to it later. The whole so it's an important point was, thing to talk about. Okay. So just say it was seven. Our point, our, our strategy would be that we were trading that pick and the future pick because you need two first rounders to effectively get a good free agent, which. But, it's not the system the AFL intended in bringing in. No, no. Someone's but, a free agent, you go and get them. No, now you're paying two first-rounders to get any free agent out of their club. So we were going to trade and bring in experience and you know, get exponentially better that way. Who's going to want to come to a team that's won how many games in? Four? Three. Three and 40. And this is see, this is the problem. This is the thing you that think you talk Steve about. sitting at home going, I can't wait to join the Blues next that, year. That was what devastated me with the GWS game is he was out injured. He was sitting in the stands. Watching and, that and, shit. And, and we were all, it was almost a dress rehearsal to be able to, yep. to, be able to say and at the end of the, the season, Stephen, what do you reckon? And, he, and he, his response would be, after what you showed me, you are fucking shit house. And, you, and, and everyone says GWS has no culture. We got more than what you've got. This is the thing, and this is what annoys me. And I, Fab's not going to like this. I'm not potting you, Fab. But when we've discussed this I'll, off I'll pod, when we've discussed this off pod about the trade, we've spoken about the trade. We don't do the deal if it's pick you, one or two. You were not in the room. You don't. This is your opinion because they thought we'd be better. We don't do that deal sitting there if we think we're finishing 17 or 18. Unless they've done their due diligence and they've said we think Adelaide's going to fall off the face of the earth. And we think we may, regardless of where we finish, we think for the value that we're getting coming back in Stocker, this is a trade that we're happy to do, regardless think, of where we finish. I think regardless of where Adelaide finish, we don't do the deal if we think it's one or two. What if they? No, not one or two. No. What, what if they finish eleventh? Agree with it. Sorry. And what if they finish eleventh and it's one and Stocker for pick eight? Stocker at this stage, I'm not popping one the kid. Stocker, Stocker at this stage looks like an okay young player. He's only played Liam a couple Stocker of games. Has showed me more in three games, four games than Lockie O'Brien has in two years. Well, I disagree with that, well, but that's, that's your opinion. opinion. But I'm it's just saying opinion. that you've got O'Brien in the gun, though. No, no. I, I think O'Brien... There's more to AFL football than being able to kick, handball, mark. There's footy smarts, and I'm not saying Liam Stocker has got better footy smarts. I think, I think he does, for what it's worth. Excuse the crudity. Liam Stocker's got balls, and Lockie O'Brien's got none. What? And do- I'm not saying... Well. What, what's the, I, I, what's the if criticism? If I was football, I might be the biggest pussy out there. Fab, what's the criticism of Liam Stocker? What what does he not have in his armoury as a footballer Urgency. at the moment? 
It's very looks very um, casual. But that could that, be that could be, a, that could be it's not great for him at the moment. No. What did they always be... say that he lacked when he got drafted? Don't know. What an engine. He developed endurance. Engine. Yes. Do you remember Paddy what, Cripps against Melbourne? What does Lockie O'Brien have? Yeah, but he's got a good left foot. Tim, like I said, he's, okay, got, he's more got the to endurance. AFL. There's more to AFL. Callum Chambers would have won five Brownlows if engine was, was a no, look, prerequisite. And he's probably a good example of that alone won't get it done. You need footy smarts. You I'm need not potting. Hardness. I don't I, want this to be a fab. I, I think Lockie O'Brien is developing fine. The fact that he is playing. That's, a, that's an issue for me. I don't think he's AFL ready, so therefore don't play him. We're getting, the, we're getting the, only, the, only lament, yeah, the only lament was um, we were very into Ed Richards at the time. We've elected to go Lockie O'Brien ahead of Ed Richards, and right now you'd say Ed Richards is a lap in front of Lockie O'Brien. And and that's not, again, it's not a criticism of Lockie O'Brien, it's just Ed Richards has so, been great. Right, going back to my original point, Sean, we've lamented too much. If we all think the rebuild, as aggressive as it's been, is on track... It's not. It's not because of development. The builds oh, so, okay, on the, so, build, so. the builds on track. The development is not okay. So then we need to make a move in that area. In what area? Well, development. So that's coaching and coaching yes. staff. And I'm not Pot and Bolton. I'm, it I am. Could be all of them. Could be all of them, Sean. I got a question to ask. So on Saturday, Sunday, whatever the day the game was, people are talking. It's very. I think I get frustrated when people's takeaway from the match is that we play McGovern, Kerno, and McKay. You can't play three tools. It's just this odd. It's this refrain that people come up with. You can't. Well, no, you can't play for three tools. You can't do this. You can't do that. And I could not disagree with that anymore. A team with a decent. If Hawthorne had Kerno, McKay, and McGovern, be a good team. Wow. Yeah. Because of the way they structure. Because of the way they move the ball. Yeah. Because of the way they use their strengths. You watch us play against St Kilda. We're going to have Sterner test than yeah, the Saints. Yeah, because people see that as you can't play three tools because all three of them go for the same ball. Yes. That's, that, that's part, an issue. That's been our only if, issue if, with if, those three. And if that is our tactic, I then back, it is. You can't play three tools. I back almost every one of them. There's obviously outriders. We're really elite defenders. My... My mantra with that two out of the line, three. I know what you're about to say, but I'll say two out of three. My mantra with th- those three tools would be: I'm back in your one on one, not Charlie, on the lead, on the lead. Yeah, yeah. On I'm back in your one on one on the lead, all of them, and sitting on. I want you to be one on one on the lead. And you know what? If your guy goes with you, and if he can go with you, and if he spoils you, and he butters up and does that, fucking well done to him. And I sent a really crude little drawing to you idiots on Sunday night about how they should structure up. If you consider that crude. But the idea being that... Pretty good, actually. It was good. The idea being that, I'll briefly explain it, 666, one in the goal square, which would be Silvani or a, a medium. <laughs> and then you have, a line a of, you have a line of three that are about 25 metres out from goal. Uh, left-hand side, doesn't really matter what the order is, but McKay, Kerno, McGovern. And then in front of them would be your, your two half-forward flankers. What happens then is... That line of three, if the ball comes out to the right-hand side, the guy on the right leads hard out to the right-hand uh, flank. He's followed by his flanker and his winger pulls back, and then the line moves across. Your system is is basic, but it provides you with it's alternatives. Months. It's options. You've got options A. It's, it utilises space. In the NFL, the quarterback has got A. He's got plays one, two, and three. So your first read, your second read, your third and that's read. It. This is one. But you can't just go, all right, I'm going to Sean. Okay, that's a good – that's – Plan A, that's great. But guess what? Sean's in triple coverage. You can't just throw to Sean. No. The other guys don't stop running because, oh, 
If, no, if, sure. if McKay's the guy on the right and he leads out hard, but he's covered off by the flankers or the winger drops back or the ball's dirty coming out, he's now out of the kick. He's a decoy. And his job is to pull his man. That's right. So even if it does go to a pack, there's, there's, a, there's two less talls in that pack. And you've still got the medium forward and you've got the flanker on the opposite side who was not pulled to the contest to go and support crumbing. And the only flaw in your game is you're leading towards a harder shot on goal. Totally. But so, so the other alternative is you can set but up. But if the ball comes out straight, yeah, 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 the guy who's in the middle. But six, straight. six, six, and have not having people on the edge of the square means if you get a centre clearance, you're running towards goal with nothing in front of you. So then, if you've got a situation, you could have one in the goal square, one at the top of fifty, and have another two. You could have different. One you forward, have a diamond. You could have different looks. That, that's what I mean. And have all the space in the middle, and he can kick into the hole. We see the guy running from the goal square that marks it, or the guys coming in from the side. And we the don't. frustrating thing for me is that they're being at the games most weeks, and obviously you see the ball coming in, what the structure looks like as the ball's coming in. You sit there and you go, we don't seem to have a, a setup where it's. And Fab used the example there, where NFLs are really good, really good way to read it. You go, in this particular play, Fab, going, you're a complete and utter decoy. The ball's not coming anywhere near you. Your job is to at least keep him busy, yep. give him something to think about. So they're going, we just seem to, everyone's live. Everyone's in this play, everyone's live, everyone's in this contest without saying, mate, if the ball comes out this way, Charlie, your job is to get him as far away as possible. But that's what good teams do. Watch anyway. Richmond, Richmond, ball goes into the foot. They take a mark 55 out. There's five people moving. Yeah, and that's why it works. And like, it, like it, we're too static on our forward line. Yeah, the line. guy with the ball in hand can only really deliver it to one or two people. But if five don't move, those one or two people are covered. Yeah. We just kicked a packs again and again. We don't use the strengths of these guys who we've recruited to, to actually it's maximize It's the same it. in every sport. If you stay if you're static, if you're static, you're dead. You're dead. It's easy to defend. Marcus yeah. Rashford doesn't run through a channel. A bloke doesn't go with him. It doesn't allow a Lukaku to get off the chain. Any, any, any still, bloke that stops. moves, the one thing he does in moving is he creates space where where he's left. <laughs> and that's the 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 one thing in football that when it works is amazing is is unrewarded running. Guys that are prepared to work get nothing for it, but it makes their team better. But you know what it does? You sit there and you go, maybe if that plan comes out and you go, well, okay, well, Harry's led up hard, but he's guys on his hammer... All right. Well, Charlie's actually pushed over. His man's lost. He hasn't run with him. Or one of the little guys, oh, his guy's gotten lost in the where am I meant to be. He's on his own. You just create a little bit of chaos. Well, it's unpredictability. Yeah. And that's what I want to lead to another thing. Why don't we we're, – we're, we're needing goals against the Saints. The Saints are an ordinary team. What do we change personnel-wise? Nothing. Nothing. Does fish? Oh, look! Does fish go forward pocket for ten minutes? Does Charlie go up onto the wing? Does Charlie take a centre bounce? Centre bounce. Yeah. Do you sit there? Do you just mix things up? Does Daisy go off to a half forward flank? Stick Casbolt in the goal square. Casbolt go do whatever. You sit there and going, what do we Send do? Send Daisy to the bar. He's been doing a bit of that lately. Um, Mitch McGovern back. But the spot on. Do you look there, at there it? Are go, there are a lot. If you if you thought about what the alternatives could have been, we've actually got a lot of movable parts. We actually do. Charlie Charlie could potentially go half back. 
I think, I think Char- Charlie looks like he's about to explode on the forward line. I, no, I, no, no, I think no, but his in the next sense go- of, in but, but two and three weeks ago, I absolutely wanted him in the midfield on the, the wing because he was giving us nothing forward at if, all. If we're looking at needing a little bit of coverage late in the quarter just to see out red time, yeah. you've got McGovern or Kuno potentially to sit yeah. there and go, oh, just sit back, kick behind the play. But his bolt's getting lost in the, this is what I want them to do. Yes. It's falling down. Yes. And by changing things, then we're moving away from that. The structure is far too rigid. We do not give our opposition things to think about. On the, on Sunday afternoon, once again, we're going to have sterner tests than the Saints, both on the field and in the coach's box, and we didn't make them work at all. We didn't have them sit there going, oh, they're pushing so-and-so up. We didn't put Ed, put Ed into the middle for a little bit. Sit there and go, okay, like I said, put Fish at, um, just have him in a forward pocket for 15, 10 minutes. In so fairness, what can you do? Ed, Ed was tagging Jack Billings and slaughtering him. That's, so that's that, fine. That's, that's the okay. bit that you don't But change. just as an example, you guys said Charlie up on a wing. Yep. Oh, look, I agree 100%. You know, and you just sit there going, mix it up. You know what I'd like to see? Just throw things around a little bit. We attack, and we're not the only team. This is becoming a trend in the AFL, and it's disgusting. You attack with the mindset of. We kick to pockets because we're better set up that if we don't win the ball, we're always so worried about what it's going to get rebounded out for a goal. When you've won three games in 40, just fucking go attack to, to score. We spoke the about easiest this. Avenue, what's the easiest avenue to goal? If it means they're going to get it and run it back the other way easier. What did you tell us, Tim, tough last week about what was the Saints scoring power? They were averaging... 10 goals, 10. And what I, I jokingly said, well, it doesn't matter because we'll kick eight. Yeah. I said, I oh, will kick out. spot no. on. They kicked, going, and they kicked 9 14 yeah. and scored 68. He's sitting there going, they, they won two, the game. Two, two less than what they'd scored the previous four weeks. They won the game with 68 points, in the end, comfortably, given the two goal margin and the, the score in the game. You sit there going, what's the difference? If I'm a Carlton fan, I go every week, what's the difference between us losing a shocking, close, low scoring game by two goals or losing a shootout, 18 goals to 14? Spot on. Where or twenty goals to they seventeen? Maybe or even you might be inaccurate, but you you give that yourself a chance that hey, if they're off accuracy wise, you know you at least you or do. At least we're on. At least you walk away from it thinking, geez, Harry might have kicked four. Oh, Charlie's had not a bad day. Such and such bobbed up with a couple. You, at least as a fan, you're far more positive walking away from a loss when your team's kicked ninety points, hundred points, than walking away from a loss going mid fifties again. Yep. So we can't score. We can't win. We can't, it's a chicken and egg. You know, we need to score more to win, but we're not prepared to try to score more because that will concede more. It's just nonsense. And at the end of the day, that's what's going to cost him his job. Well, and I think I think the comment during the game was, you know, so often we'd kick out or get you know win the ball across half back. We'd kick up to the backside of the wing. We'd look up and go, no one there. Don't want to do the kick, or either no one there or don't want we to do that it. kick. So so they they switch. And we are so committed to the switch. We'll go from one boundary line all the way over to the deep. other boundary line. We go far too deep. Without any consideration at any point of at what point do you look up and do you try and go to central. the middle. Very early in the season. And in the, the only nab. time we actually did it was when Plowman picked the wrong decision. It, rather, it might have been the right decision, but the execution was horrible. Um, and, and we were so static. That, that wasn't... That wasn't the time to go for the corridor. The corridor is when you're moving the ball fast, not when you're static. Like, they are so set up ready for you to do the kick that he did, and they picked us off. And then, because of that error, late in the game, he was gun-shy, and he didn't go down the corridor when he should have. When we're looking for two goals to when, win. When you're looking for something, and you sit there, and you're going, geez, yeah, you just got to get this right, champ. And this is the problem. But, see, and people have, have gone him for those two decisions. 
But once the first one stuffed up, I can understand why the second one wasn't Absolutely. Made. Absolutely. And that was the one thing that I said Who went out week? to him and said, not the right time to do this, Lockie. You know, let's get into halftime in front. Yeah. All right. Uh, you, do you know the who, answer? No. Or are you saying just in general? Who's the leader that goes up to him? Because everyone's going to go Simpson. Did he do it? I don't do you know. know. I don't know. I don't either, Cade Simpson so or Patrick Cripps has to be say the guy that, saying, not the right time. Bad mate, luck. Bad but, luck, but love that you tried. Yeah. Sean's and then us lastly, the lastly, just with Carlton before we move on, I've got a statement and a question. Yep. First with a statement. Uh, we sort of touched on it a little bit in the conversation before, but it got away from me before I could make the comment. Um, what I'm not liking at the moment amongst Carlton fans, and I was sitting near some on the weekend, is we're starting to eat the kids. Can't do it. And I just can't have it. Well, we're, the- we're starting to look at fourth-year key position players and first, second, and third-year mids and starting to say, oh, they're not, they're not up to it. They're shit. Got to get rid of them. They're shit. And you sit there going, it's not their fault. No, absolutely not. In any other team, I was sitting here, a guy who was potting Samo. Samo didn't have a great day on Sunday. No, not he a missed, a few, missed a few targets, and he was probably too intent on kicking sideways yeah, rather a, than going for Not a forward. problem in the world. He no didn't dramas. have a great day. No drums. See the guy owning it, not a great day. He, he's developing Sunday. fine. I'm very go, happy with Samo. If he was playing, and the point I made to this gentleman, I said, how do you think people would read Sam Petrovsky-Seaton's development playing for West Coast? He'd have played 12 games of football. And looked all right. Yep. You'd sit there and go, geez, looks like a good little player. Richmond? Did I? We need him to be getting the break-evens like 25. We need, we need him to win. We need him to do what he did against Footscray. But you're sitting there going, he's not going to do that every week. And yeah. he's not, exactly. Yeah. And, and then you're not going to get 35 a week. Yeah. And then when he doesn't, he's shit. Oh, fucking shit, Samo. Yeah. We're not special. And everyone's like, oh, you know, yeah, Collingwood's supporters are toothless and Essendon supporters, they're mugs. And every supporter base... Have absolute idiots and have good people. But the issue is, it's like everything in life. The, there's the good and bad in everything, and there's some idiotic. This is big, though. This is massive. You look at it, guys. Like Dow's another one, and I said this weeks ago with Dow. Oh, you were spot on. He's sitting there going, "The opposition's not in his head." We are. This poor kid. Every time yeah. he gets the footy, he's sitting there going, "None of the like they, they think I'm going to miss." And and he sat miss. there, and he, his his concentration mm. and his application to nail it. He was he was so in his head. He was so overthinking it. And we don't think about and we don't acknowledge the things he does exceptionally well for oh, a second-year player. The breakaway from clearance is, oh, oh I, honestly, it's the old clean-up aisle five every time he does it. You get, you're going, you are 19 years of yes. age and you're doing stuff that 95% of the competition can't do and wish they could and we're lamenting a few set shots in front of goal that's and a few I mean. kicks inside. And, and that's what frustrates me so much. And then well, the last one is, just quickly before we move off Carlton, uh, we spoke about the development of the side, and just briefly, uh, I'd like to get your thoughts on. I have sympathy for Bolton in a, in a sense because he was asked to do a very, he was asked to do a thankless task, really, to take stewardship of a team that was going back, yep. right back to square one. We've now gone through past that sixty-six game ceiling. We're well into the fourth year. I think that the development hasn't been good enough. But is he the coach in the competition that has been hurt most by the um, taking away of the runner? Definitely. Yeah, probably. It would be – you could find a very good argument to say that he is. And I'm going to say – Especially I- with the lack of leadership because the runner would be out there not only sending positional changes and so forth, but, you know, go and give Tim Davis a pat on the back. Yeah. Or go and tell him, you know, next time don't do that. Yeah. And I feel – once again, I feel bad because I think that this is going to be one of the un, untold reasons that he eventually does get the flick. You sit there going, he actually wasn't able to on a game day – do what he'd done for the previous three years and what every coach had done for the previous 120 years, 
was taken away, and he more than anyone else was. For what actually, reason? Uh, no, I don't think anyone. I said this. Knows the NFL love to make knee jerk. Collingwood because kick, kick, kick the ball across halfback. Collingwood. One of their own runners gets in the way. Oh shit! Let's take this away. This is no people got this nonsense. Brent Guerrero walks the ball through for a behind. Oh shit! They could change that thing. Gary Rowan gets cleaned up. She could have changed that whole rule. Sydney had 19 players on the ground. Instead of punishing them, let's change the whole thing. Yeah. Bring in an idiotic orange flags crap 50 metres from this. What for? Just it's, tell it's, the runners. Tell reactive. the runners. If you if you get caught in play, we blow the whistle to free kick. That's what was always the rule. And that Everyone was the rule anyway. But, see, but they, don't, they never did it. Just enforce yeah. the rules you had in place. Yeah. All right, we're going to move on to AFL very, very quickly. Go get through some tips and some thoughts on this weekend's rounds of matches. North Melbourne, obviously, with Reece Shaw at the helm for the first time, take on Richmond. We didn't even talk about Brad Scott. I don't really care. Or Daisy. I don't really care. I think I reckon Brad Scott's gone. I'm, I'm not the man for the rebuild. But I think no. I, I think the interesting thing is he said. I think he said the rebuild's I, I, more. Stark. I want to I want to coach out the year though, and the club has gone. No, no, and and no. And, well, actually, I think the club's gone. Okay, and then thought about it, and then leaked it to Robbo. Yeah, and then made the position untenable. Possibly, probably. We don't want to talk about Daisy. I can't really be bothered. Oh, look, cheers. Yeah, there's a lot I, of I think, there's, there's yeah. a lot of scurrilous rumor and innuendo and nonsense. He's now a phenomenally around. soft target. Whether the truth ever comes out, there's it's the same thing with Dan Hanbury. Dan Hanbury preseason, everybody, you know, talked about all sorts of rumors about you know drug use and all that sort of stuff. And the bottom line is, he might have just had a dodgy calf, and and you don't Look, know. I don't care don't about know. all this stuff. But if he has let the group down, why drop him? Make let him make it up. To us as a club, not just the, his forty-four teammates. I well, totally we'll, agree. Well, interesting. To the sixty thousand members, how about so we've lost Simpson and we've lost Thomas, we're already having Doherty out. We're, seriously, when will we stop making a rod for our own back yeah. as a football club? So we've dropped Daisy to appease faceless nobodies, and they can all sit there and go, "Yeah, good decision. Yeah, good, good. Take that, Daisy." And then now we're actually going to be worse off for it. And and granted, there may be issues. Behind the scenes that we don't see that, um, that that Daisy may have just needed the week off anyway. We're we talking about North Melbourne Richmond, possibly North Melbourne Richmond. Um, yeah, sure thing. I think Richmond win this one. Richmond very comfortably. Richmond. They've uh, they've impressed me. The Tigers. They've done an amazingly good job. Uh, I reckon they're in, the ones in, in, who in, will hit form totally. At the end of the year, at the right time, they may make a run and blow everyone out the water. There's another team floating around very quietly. Who, if they can get their shit together, second half of the season, West Coast. Well, they're the obvious ones, but Tim, Port Tim, Adelaide. Oh, oh, oh here we go. Couldn't you tell by the smile? If they had Charlie Dixon as a target on that forward line, one of the one of my favourite comments ever from a football commentator was when Charlie Dixon went to Port Adelaide and David King. Someone was talking to me about them getting Charlie Dixon. Oh, he'll make a big difference, won't he? He makes you know, he'll make a massive difference. And he goes, yeah, he'll kick twenty five goals. And they go, what? You kick twenty five goals, and Kingy goes, "Yeah, you kick two a week." Yeah, yeah, good point. He'll play eleven games a year. He'll kick a couple of goals a week. He has been good for them, though, and and for a very very big guy, he's always put on a fair bit of forward pressure. They've had Robbie Gray. We're not even out, talking about fucking Port Adelaide yet. No, no, no. I just yeah. We're all wrapping up Richmond. Next game. Jesus, extraordinary effort, Timbo. Love it. Um, Collingwood and the Dockers. That's at uh, <clears throat> MCG. I think uh, Collingwood will win this one Pies. handsomely. Pies. Are you skipping a game? No. Okay. Collingwood and Fremantle. 
Oh, there's a oh, sorry. I've just got a game ahead of that in, on the fixture. Yeah, North and Richmond. No. Anyway, Collingwood. No, they're, they're at the same time, Giants yeah. and Suns. Giants and Suns. But I, Collingwood. Yeah, Giants and Suns. I think the Giants. Is Daniel Wells gone? Cooked? Who? Daniel oh, Wells? done. done. Yeah, he was done, done before the season started. Yeah. Good luck to him for getting himself fit enough to get back, but. If you just fall over, that was Daniel and, and Wells. That was his career, particularly the back half of his career, distilled into forty minutes. It was. Adam Trelaw plays game one fifty mini match. Daniel Wells's career. Giants next up. Giants and the Suns. Giants easy. Ah, uh, Giants for me. Clint Buterol Keefe is in. <laughs> it's exciting for the Keefe family. Uh, the Cats and the Swannies. The Cats. This is down at GMHBA. Cats for me. This one. Oh, with no Josh Kennedy, Sydney don't have a chance. They could have... Oh, Jared McVeigh's in. Oh. And Daniel Menzel. Daniel Menzel's in. Daniel Menzel's in. First game? For yeah. the Swannies. Yes. Gary Ablett out, finally. Yeah, had to go. And Darcy Fort omitted. So Dangerfield in, Radaglia in. You look like a very cats. frustrated man, Gary. She keeps punching people in the face. <laughs> Geelong easy. <laughs> stop it, Gary. So stop doing it, mate. Um, next up is the Lions and the Hawks at the Gabba. This one, this one's probably one of the most interesting games of the weekend, just on the surface. Uh, I think that the Lions were a little bit unlucky last week. They obviously didn't score, didn't kick a goal in the last quarter. You sit there going, "Well, geez, one would have won it, and you'd be in a very good position." But that was also relying on Fremantle still kicking one goal six. So you can't, in isolation, yeah, say if true, they did better. I mean, if they had to kick four goals, three, they win by heaps and no one even looks back to look at the carcass on the road behind you. Mm. That's true. Uh, who are we going for? I'm going for the Lions. I'm going to go the Lions, but Hawthorne just seem to be getting it done at the moment. But I'm... I think up there. If it was here, Hawks. Yeah. Oh, no doubt if it was here, Hawks. But yeah, up there, I will go the Lions. Brisbane and still no Tom Cutler, which is infuriating Pete. But Ben Keyes Shout out to Pete. Has, been, has been named... So and have they got extra seats ready? Four. Have they opened up an extra that stand? They opened up that extra seating area for Ben Key's return. Ticket tech. No. No. Stop it, Sean. <laughs> Better have some extra staff on hand. Is um. Uh, ben, he's been. Pete's been looking forward to seeing Ben Key. So. Is Lo- uh, Laurie? What's his name? Louis in? No, Louis Taylor. <laughs> If I was Pete, I'd give up on Louis. He's Taylor. still in the garden. He's <laughs> <laughs> done. He's walking uh, around the rooms, socks up, going, give me a game. Now, this is an interesting one on Saturday night up in uh, up at TIO or TO. The Demons host the Crows. I hate to say it, the Crows are winning this one. Well, the Crows with Gibbs, Jenkins, and Lynch in are three pretty big ins. So, um, and Melbourne are just, they're going like a busted. So. You going for the Crows, Timbo? Crows, but desperately hoping that the Demons have a win. Melbourne. Excellent. That's our first point of difference so far. Um, I made the point that, uh, and I'd, I'd be still very much in the market for this. I think we asked the question about Bryce Gibbs at season end. Bring back Gibb. Bryce Gibb. Bring back Gibb. I think that it just makes sense. You sit there and what you would say to the Crows is depending on how the season pans we'll out. first rounders. <laughs> no, but you just say to the Crows, you go, take the emotion out of it. He's not in your best 22. Yeah, that's right. Go, clearly. He's superfluous. He would help us. Go, he's clearly not in your best 22. Mm, you yeah. aren't playing him. We'll give you a third rounder. And we free, it frees up the cap. He's 32. Because he'd, be he'd be on the contract that we signed him up to. So he's on big big dollars. Yep. Get him out of there. Bring yeah. him home. And that would be, as I said, my selling point completely would be... I love how people on Twitter just write him off. Yeah. Oh, don't need him. He'd walk no, in. He'd, he'd, he'd be, make us a lot better. He'd be our second best player. 
He'd right almost he'd he walk in be. and be our second best player. He would be. He'd be very, very handy. Um, obviously, off to China next up is the Saints and the Power. <laughs> what are you laughing about? Off to China. <laughs> I always that. love the, the Matty Thompson. They said, how's the food? And he goes, it's more Chinese. <laughs> Because well said. I understand. I understood what he said straight away. Like it's you know that more here what the Chinese it's real Chinese. It's, it's 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 Angloed. Yeah, well, they always say food. our Italian food here is very different to Italian depends food. where you have it. True, true. Because modern oh, Australian don't get him started. Modern Australian cuisine is basically Italian, a, a base of Italian cuisine, and we call it modern Australian, and it's it's good. But no, it's not the Casalinga Italian home cooking. No. Gotcha. Tuesday night at my parents' house. If you I gotcha. <laughs> if you want some, Timbo. Uh, Port Adelaide for me, please. Yeah, Sean. Port Adelaide. Yeah, Ryan think, Burton's back, which is good. I think, yeah, I think the power win this one easily. Hamish Hartlett, first game back. Is Hamish Hartlett still playing? Wow. Yeah, did an ACL last year. Oh, then he did I too. I forgot about yeah, him. Yeah, he did too. And Dan Houston's playing his 50th game. Dan oh. Houston's not a bad footballer. Never heard of him. Really? Who's he play for? Port Adelaide. Go well. Um, he, he, he does sometimes have a problem, though. Yeah, okay. He does, does he? Mm. Ed Harris, help him out. Um, <laughs> the next one is Essendon and Carlton. I am torn about this. With Simo out, obviously we knew Daisy was out. And Mitch McGovern out. Uh, what's your ankle? Injured. Just, I don't know. This is an easy one now. Essendon win this. So in, Garlett, Kerr, Schumacher, Paulson, Fasolo, Lang, Setterfield. Mm-hmm. Jack Silvani playing game 50. Well done. Big outs for listening. Jake Stringer, Dylan Shield. I reckon Shield sneaky chance. Won't play. Don't a hamstring, mate. They, no, they said yesterday it was just tightness. Mosquito. Irving Mosquito. Irving Mosquito. Playing. Why would you waste Dylan Shield um, against Carlton? Mate, I completely agree. They're good enough to beat us without him, and they will. Essendon. 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 I like it. We're a bit gun shy now, aren't you, we? You guys, have been, you guys have been keeping the faith with the Blue Boys, and now it's in that. They're dead. I just, we need to see something. I'm actually going to put money on Essendon. Because you know what that will bring in? Cash for crones. Can't win. And then <laughs> yeah. lastly, um, the Eagles and the Bulldogs. Pretty straightforward this one. I reckon the Eagles win this easily. Yep. Yep, I agree. Speaking of Ed Richards, Tim, omitted. <laughs> was, he, was he omitted, was he? Yeah. Uh, oh, well. There, so there goes a little bit of credibility. So <laughs> Whatever was left. We've only got one point of difference between the three of us. We've all tipped Richmond, all tipped Collingwood, all tipped GWS, all tipped the Cats, all tipped the Lions... All tipped the power, all tipped Essendon, all tipped the Eagles. Fab the odd man out, went for Melbourne up at TIO Stadium against the Crows, which is, in fairness, a bit of a 50-50. Yep. So we'll wait and see how that one... It can be very greasy and slippery and awful up there. It could rain an absolute shitstorm yeah. too. I don't know who that suits, but it just makes it a tricky game. Um, moving off now, AFL very quickly. We need to fucking whip through these because... Jesus. Um, world football, Fabian. I watched the championship playoff final the other night. The Aston Villa versus... Um, Derby. Derby and what a weird game my takeaways how did Axel play uh, Axel was unobtrusive okay he was just oh he was okay Twans Twanzabi I never heard I've heard his name said about 1500 different ways Twanzabi 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 uh, no he was okay um, is he on uh, he's a United, United yeah. player on yeah. got his uh, debut under Louis yeah. and then we've loaned him out this year but uh my takeaway is Jack Grealish has got the biggest calves I've ever seen on a human being. Wow. If you haven't seen Jack Grealish's calves, Jesus. For what it's worth, and we were talking a little bit. He had the bit. socks down, he had a classic Italian style socks down. 
Kingers when he shout out to Kingers, Kingers when he first shout out to Kingers when he first got into the AFL system he was on the supplementary list at Essendon and this was in '94 so straight after they'd won the grand final and his very first training session with them uh, they ran the tan as you did in those days and I said what was your takeaway he said uh, Tim Watson has the biggest calves I have ever seen in my life they're bigger than my thighs <laughs> Jack Grealish's calves are as big as his thighs it's weird he's, a, he's an, an anomaly it's made out of Lego it's all one it's bizarre it's all, I love it um, but my, my major takeaway from it apart from Jack Grealish's anatomy was that just just you don't have to hit the ball so hard fellas they're all running around hitting the ball as hard as they could. It was hilarious. Adrenaline fueled. They were just sprinting like rock'em sock'em robots and then just punting it as hard as they could possibly. <laughs> the ball was just like a pinball. And I'm sitting there going, you got Frank Lampard, Derby manager. John Terry's the assistant sort of manager at Villa. You've got Ashley Cole out there for Derby. You've got some pretty experienced guys running around. And I'd be sitting there going, just relax. Just calm it down, boys. Just, I understand adrenaline, big game, huge crowd. Just relax, and it was just—it was extraordinary to watch because I remember sitting there thinking, "Oh, it'll, the steam will go out of it, it'll slow down a little bit." Nope, it's the biggest game. It was of like their, that for career. ninety it's not minutes. Coles, but yeah, for, the, for what at least another fifteen players on that pitch. It's the biggest game they'll ever play. In. And in the end, Villa obviously got out to a two 0 lead. The Derby keeper won't want to see the second one. Just shocking. Comes out and he was trying to catch the cross ball on his chest. And the guy just nodded in ahead of him and scored 2-0. Derby pulled one back late, set up a bit of a grandstand, finished. Uh, but it finished 2-1, so fair play to Villa. They'll come up to the Premier League next season, which is good. They're sort of a, a traditionally or typically big club. So Tom Hanks is very excited. Tom Hanks is. Well, Prince William was very excited. He was there. Could could barely watch. He was watching the game with Big John Carew. So what happens with Derby now? They're in the championship. You mean uh, Kieran Perkins, ex-coach, John Carew? Is that what his name was? His name was John Carew. There you go. Did he play for Lyon? I wouldn't have thought so. Big John Carew? That's what I said, Big John Carew. Did Um, you watch this morning's game, the Europa League final between Chelsea and Arsenal? No, I couldn't be bothered. Arsenal are in a world of hurt. I reckon that side needs to be... What about Mesut? Did you see Mesut Ozil came off and he was calling Emery a pussy? (laughs) What are you looking at there? What's going on? What's... Uh, what are you two laughing at? It's quite no, good. Just some bloke on Twitter has um, because <laughs> there's no context on the pod for this, but it's just very because funny. Port's going to China, <laughs> and a little bit like we were talking about uh, that other bloke um, about his trip over to China, Matt the, the journo Matt Thompson. Yeah. Um, <laughs> this bloke <laughs> tweeted that at least Rocky can enjoy a succulent Chinese meal this week. <laughs> Which funny. has a context oh, which we shit. haven't gone into on pod, but um, that video is still to this day one of the funniest things that's ever been put on the internet. That's pretty much what. And the else backstory, said. I don't know the guy's name. A lot of people have seen the video. It pops up on Twitter every so often. <laughs> it's the guy up in Sydney, many, many, probably early nineties, maybe late eighties, and he's getting arrested. He was effectively, I think he was like a, he was a chef for some, some description. <laughs> he was wining and dining, but uh, he would he would dine and dash. He would dine and dash. Dine and dash. So you go out to a really nice restaurant. And then, you know, order what a difference off the menu, order big wine, the meal, eat it, and then claim I have no money. And he had a bit of a reputation for doing this, doing this. And it was a sting, wasn't it? And he it? did it. I think it was a sting. And they, he came in and he was being arrested. And as he was rest, uh, being arrested, he was protesting his innocence. He was claiming that the police officer grabbed him on the cock. <laughs> 
<laughs> he asked what the charge was. That was man he, touched my penis. He touched my <laughs> penis. Yeah. Um, he, he said, "You know what's the charge? Enjoying a meal, a succulent Chinese meal." <laughs> Christ, it's it's magnificent. And if you haven't seen it, we'll post it on Twitter. A, a bloke has responded and said, "Best tweet you've ever done. Still the best video oh, on the it's, web. It's amazing. It's so good. It's one of those things that oh, you can watch it, and no matter you're in a bad mood, like Fabian was earlier tonight, <laughs> just throw it on, and you're immediately, you know." It's just wash over you. Does it sound like I've been in a bad mood? On pod, you've been good. You recovered very well, Fabian. Um, yeah, so Arsenal no good. Obviously, I I, don't I reckon know. they're in a full rebuild. I was talking with Alex Billen about this. Shout out to Alex Billen. Um, and I said that I reckon that I think it's unfair that the structure of the Europa League final is, well, Chelsea had already qualified, so the runner-up should just get it. Yeah. Yeah, but you're also... Then celebrating mediocrity. No, but you, but they sit there saying the winner of the Europa League final gets a spot in the Champions League final. Yep. We go, well, Chelsea already have a spot, so the prize therefore. The, no, the should, should should that should. I agree with you, and you it, it, it ends up going Arsenal. to Arsenal anyway. No, it doesn't. But no, it doesn't. No, it doesn't. No, no, in, in Sorry. My, in what I'm proposing, can I fucking talk? Yeah, try all night, you two. Sounds like you're talking. Chelsea shit. get their ticket into the Europa uh, into the Champions League for winning the Europa. Therefore, they don't need to use... So the next spot on the Premier League On the League Premier League. Table. And in this instance, it's still Arsenal. No, no, see, no. No, it shouldn't go on the next spot on the Premier League table. Why not? Top Why four places go to the Premier League. Chelsea don't need one. Yeah, but... We, and potentially, you're, you're, Liverpool yeah, but in your, won't need no, one. No, but in your scenario, you're supposing that... Why so man, you the, get in. Yeah, why is it just... <laughs> but you're supposing, why is, it just the Premier, why is it just the Premier League? In any competition. So if Serie A get given three spots, if Juve win the Champions League... and The sixth-place English team should get the spot. That's what I'm saying. Mm. I've devised well, look, a look system for, which potentially has would have had United getting into the Champions League next. Well, look, for what it's worth, as an Arsenal supporter, I was livid that we weren't able to get our shit together and finish top four because we should have. You, you, that's all your own... Doing oh, totally, absolutely. I mean, we talked about it for a while. You talked about the banana skins and all that sort of stuff, but we just could never go our Tim way through. Go through the fixture. Tim was like, couldn't, nah. couldn't, Tim couldn't see him. My favourite anyway. was when he said, "Well, we got Everton next. That's a win." And Everton rolled them. Yep, that was Leicester. <laughs> oh, he's like, Leicester. Well, yeah, that's a way, Tim. Yeah, you probably Did beat Leicester. No. no. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, but yeah, and then obviously when you get into the final overnight, you just sort of go, "Okay, well, we're probably." Pl- we're a chance to beat Chelsea, but we're going to play chance. well. They're more than a chance. Um, and to be nil all at half time, I checked the score and I thought, oh, this is good. This is good. You, um, you're a squad who throws the towel in. Yep. You, oh, totally. You, when we, we went down 1 0, you thought, that's not good. Hopefully, we can get one back. I looked at it 25 minutes later and it was 4 1, and you're going, fuck me. Yeah, no. It's a total rebuild for, for Arsenal. Awobi's oh. goal was a ripper. It was nice. It was a beautiful goal. It's when, yeah. when you're watching the highlights and you think, you go, you obviously see the score, and you go, Wobi scored Arsenal's goal. And the highlight comes out, and it's out of the box, and it's headed clear, and you're going, Wobi's like 20 yards out here. Wobi's going to volley. Oh, Wobi has just scored the goal of the tournament. It was really nice. They were 3-0 down. I'm not going to call it goal of the tournament, not that I've watched a lot of the Europa name League. Me a better, name me a better goal. Oh, have you seen How many goals in the Europa League have you seen this season? Several. Bate Borisov scored a couple of rippers. Uh, <laughs> You're just naming Europa League squads. And elect. Yeah, like that, a couple of beauties. Plastic pitch so, uh, um, squads. Um, Anzi Makarakarakarakarak. No, it's good for Sari to end his Chelsea tenure on a high with a trophy. Is he ending his Chelsea he'll go, tenure? He'll go to Juve. 
Do you Juve want him? Uh, who else are they going to get? Allegri's gone. I reckon Allegri will go to Barca. And Juve need a coach. It's true. Like when they lost their keeper and didn't replace him and played out a season with Vojko Szczesny. Didn't they? They didn't replace him for years. Who? Buffon. Yeah. No, he's only been gone for one year. I thought it was more than that. No, one year. It was his first year at PSG. Really? Uh, and then quickly on the Champions League final, we don't really have much to talk about other than Harry Kane looks like he'll feature, which is a huge plus for Spurs. If he's underdone, don't play him. I completely... Cameo him off the bench. I completely disagree. I'd start him and say, well, what have you got? Well, I sometimes play better without him. I'd start Harry Kane and say, what have you got for us? I'm going to hate myself for saying this. Liverpool are just better. They're a, they're a good side. Well, I would argue that Man City are better than Spurs and Ajax might even be better than Spurs. They rolled them both. Yeah. I just Liverpool think... still got to beat them and that's my attitude is if they want to come out and play... That... Karius isn't there this year. If they want to come out and Liverpool want to play that high-pressing, high-intensity style... Do it at your own peril. Your do own. it at your own peril. And my attitude is say to Harry Kane, mate, if you've got 50 minutes, if you've got a half, give it everything you got. And we'll take you off when there's nothing in the tank. Pull you off at halftime. Yep. We'll do that as well. Uh, what do we think? I, I, I think... That, I think Liverpool that, easy. 3-0. Liverpool probably win it. Uh, I, I think Liverpool win 2-1. Cash for Crones? We'll think of something. you got literally two minutes to talk about in the NBA Finals. Go. Are you for real? Yep. Well, game one tomorrow. They haven't even started yet. So Toronto got home court advantage. Yep. The NBA have given... Uh, Which is massive. Toronto were... A rap over the knuckles and told them to get Drake to calm. Oh, he needs to calm down. Jesus. But he's added something, hasn't he? He's been a talking He's point. trying to be the Spike Lee of this series. He's, yeah, added, he's added an annoyance to it all. So, um, oh, Only if you don't like it. KD doesn't look like you'll... He's in the Bahamas was last so, I heard. I think he's cooked. Boogie Cousins may return. But Ooh. I reckon all I remember this... the start of the season, you two were jerking each other off about Boogie Cousins. Oh, Boogie's going to do this and he's Boogie's going to do that. He's done nothing. He's done dick. He's been injured. <laughs> exactly. Um, but I reckon that them being out, in any one of them in, and I reckon it's a whitewash. Look, I think so, but the one thing that has happened as a result of it is they rely a little bit more on Draymond Green and you forget how good Draymond is. And Steph. And Steph, when... Steph's all of a sudden gone, yeah, I'm the man. Yeah. Well, Draymond, at whatever he is, six, is he 6'8 six, or is he 6'9? Six, 6'8. Six, and he just... He plays he's as a, a, he's big, a beast. He's a but beast. He is, he, but he, it's like he's a, a really, really big point guard that they play at centre. He's he's the most versatile player going around. Well, Looney's been good for him too. Do you feel oh, like absolutely. sometimes has been a, is particularly in, in all these sort of sports? NFL is a good example. Um, Basketball is a good example in America. In AFL, we've been exposed to it for a lot longer because the game's a lot more fluid and there's obviously more players on the field. But it feels as though recently the evolution of the player in American sports. Like, you look at a guy like, even um, in baseball, Aaron Judge. Yep. He's just a massive dude. Big dude. Massive guy. And you're sitting there going, you're actually... All in, rise. In terms of baseball, it's like you're actually a lot bigger than yeah. the, the average, the slugger, the big guy. These these guys have been massive. You know, Mark McGuire's a big guy. But you look at this guy and you look at... You're talking about um, Draymond Green. In the old days, and by the old days, I mean up until about not long ago, they would have been like, Draymond, your job is to grab boards and give the ball... To, to your small Clay Thompson guards, yep. Now it's oh, you can actually shoot a bit. You, you can, can actually bring dribble. the ball up the you court. Actually, bring the ball up the court. So why don't we actually? You've actually got some ability here. Like back in the day, like LeBron, for instance, wouldn't have been doing the shit that he does. Yeah, you're a big dude. Your job get the boards, and that would have been all throughout basketball. You're tall, so your job's to make sure that you win the ball. 
Well, it's, they've it's effectively just elimin- like they've eliminated, the, they've eliminated the centre from basketball. <laughs> well, they have, unless well, the, you've the got a dominant centre. The centre's been bred out of the game because they've looked at it and thought, do we need we get more versatility from whoever it might be, a tall guard or a mobile power for whatever? You play with two power forwards. Well, that's largely what And that's why doing. the whole thing, they talk about the wings now, especially the way the game's played with around the three-point arc. If you don't have your shooters... Well, they also can't play. They can't play a zone defence. So, what the centre once was in a zone, you know, he was just the dominant big man in the middle. I mean, he can't do that anymore. So, it's changed a lot. So, they do need a guy who is a little bit more mobile, but you still need to be able to rebound. Toronto, at home, I reckon get the series off. It feels like last season. It feels like they need to win. Early. They need to, and I think they will. If they could win the first two games, it'd be it sets the series up yeah. brilliantly. They need to win one of the first two. Well, the no, mo- no, they the- need to win two because I think Golden State don't drop any at home, and then it just becomes a matter of Have they can played Golden this State can Golden State pinch Game Five? Yep, back in Toronto. Otherwise, we can't. I want a Game Seven. I'd be great. Have they Have they played this season? Yeah, of course. Of course, they would have. More times. Yeah, we have a result. I don't know. Don't know. Don't know what their head is. No, that okay. would be far too much preparation, Sean, and giving be, us far too much really credit. Maybe if we didn't argue pre-pod, we would have. I thought you were in a good mood pre-pod. You're excellent. You're pissing me off. Mm. Well, by the time we get around next week, they'll have played at least three or four games. We can talk what, about four games. Tim, Jesus, three. Well, if they play one tomorrow, mm. they get a break between going from Toronto. Yeah, they do too. Three they're games. Not, they're not just one, f- one on, is one it Friday, off. Friday, Sunday, Tuesday. That makes sense. So they'll have played three. We can assess the three games and we can talk about their past history coming into next week if Excellent. we if we need to yep. lay the lay Well, the I'm looking forward to that already. Um, we're going to move now on to the Cricket World Cup very briefly, Fab, because we've got other stuff to talk about. And I've actually got a, pro- a proposal, which Fab should be here for, but he's rudely leaving the room, um, that I think would be a good idea. But Fab's out of here now, so that's annoying. But whatever. He's just walked off because he's a rude cunt. That's fine. Um, I think that the Cricket World Cup, should start with like an all-star type day. Yeah, they could. So you sit there and go, we're going to bring everyone together and we're going to have like a home run derby style six competition, hitting sixes and longer six. We'll have a fielding challenge. We'll have a celebrity slash legends match. We'll have um, Fabian's doing nonsense, like fastest ball, whatever, and just have a bit of maybe it's more of a T20 idea. Festival of cricket. But just have a festival of cricket. And what you would do is in the case of if the World Cup was in, as like the T20 game is in, um, the T20 World Cup's in Australia this coming summer, maybe you wouldn't have it at like Eddie Had or the MCG, but you'd have it at a relatively, like not regional, but a smaller, not the Junction Oval, but something. Junction Oval would be great. But spot on, have it something that's a little bit more personal, have it something that's a bit smaller, lower key, and just say it's just a bit of fun before the tournament starts. Everyone gets together. All the big players are there having mingling, um, builds their profile, and it's just a nice, light-hearted way to go. The tournament's starting. First game's in two days' time. Acts as a big media day, press day, whatever. And I thought about that the other night, and I thought, I reckon that might be, I think be an interesting thing to explore. Well, I think at the end of the day, cricket-playing nations don't need the festival of cricket. Countries that don't play cricket or are not that interested in it, you've got to give it. You've got to give them a format or or something to give them a level of interest. And if and if you're going for highlights here and there during a festival of cricket, the ESPNs of the world are going to pick up and say, "Have a look at this bloke who picked the ball up on the boundary and hit the hit the wickets from 90 meters out. How good's that?" Yeah, you could have like a stump throwdown or something yeah, like that, yeah. and just have little bits of fun that obviously directly ape the pro ball 
and, you know, the NBA All-Star game. And like I said, you know what it is? It's about kids. Kids come in, have a bit of fun. And that's all it is. I just thought of that as an interesting sort of idea. Maybe we'll... Uh, Bring the sport to the people and then let the diehards soak up their World the actual Cup. actual match. I agree. Yeah, yeah. Fabian didn't hear any of it. That's okay. Um, I've got a what if for you before. This is going to be a new segment. And Ooh. I'm going to give you a hypothetical each week before we get into Sean's quiz. Uh, no one else said anything sport-related, did they? No, go for it. So this what if was born out of uh, something that I was watching the other day. This is a rumination of you did something for you to consider, a, a scenario that didn't come to pass because of circumstance. We ready? Yep. Okay. Yep. On the 10th of March, with uncertainty swirling around the baseball strike in uh, the USA, Michael Jordan announced that he was quitting baseball to return to basketball. Nine days later, he returned for a game against Indiana. My question is, when the baseball strike was over, effectively the 2nd of April was when it, was when it stopped, when Jordan made his decision three weeks earlier, they had no idea how much longer it's going to go. He's just sitting out doing nothing. If the 1995 Major League Baseball season isn't delayed by the baseball strike, does Michael Jordan return to basketball? Yes. Yes, he does. Because Michael Jordan... Does he return to basketball that season? Yes. BJ Armstrong, close friend of Michael's. So bear in mind, bear in mind though, yep. that the baseball strike had gone over two years. It had gone 94 to 95. It had gone a long enough time for him to sit there and consider, when does this start again? BJ Armstrong... It wasn't had, like it had gone for a month. Was a close friend of Michael Jordan's would have daily conversations with him and then got around to just, you know... Breaking, breaking his balls about, you wouldn't be able to guard me anymore, old man, yada, yada, yada. Yes, I would. Well, prove it. Come down, come down to training and show me. And then once Michael went back to Bulls training, even just in a friendly capacity, non, you know, he, the, the fire was lit. He was always going back. So. What I need you to consider, and I maybe will. I didn't frame it well enough, is this strike... Wiped out the entire 1994 baseball playoffs. Yep. And delayed the start of the 1990. This is not a. This is like 280 days or something. Yeah. So this is a long time for him to be sitting there, on his hands, going, "When do we start again?" And not knowing when do we start again. So he had a lot of time for people to get in his ear. If the baseball season was completely unaffected, did that affect all baseball, minors and majors? Yes, baseball. It's a baseball strike. I still reckon he returns. Well, there was also a rumour going around that a lot of it was to do with a um, uh, a suspension invoked by the NBA about a, a gambling addiction and a few other things that were floating around as well. So, um, Can you get suspended by the NBA for gambling? I don't know. Who's the one bloke in world sport who could afford to gamble? Michael Jordan. Yeah, it depends how much you're gambling, though. Oh. But that's the point I I'm don't think so, Michael Jordan is short of... So I've just looked it up here. So 232 days he was unable to play baseball. Prepare for baseball, train for baseball, spring training, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And he got bored. And he got bored. I think what the what the the supposition I'm, I'm making is that if that is doesn't affect the season, does he just keep going, keep on, keeping on? I, I think, I, I, I think most people think that Michael Jordan, despite being a triple triple championship winning star, um, one of the greatest athletes of all time. Um, <coughs> He, um, I still think he, he had a very, very strong confidence in his own ability, and I think he just sort of thought, "I have unfinished business. I can do more." 
So I think when he looked at it, I, you know, and I think exactly as you're sort of saying, it gave him an opportunity to um, to get back if he wasn't already going to do it. But I think at some point, whether it was going to be that year or within one or two years, he would have been back playing basketball. Emotionally, with the loss of his father who was murdered, and that whole childhood playing baseball with his dad, I think it's just something he needed to do for him or for his him. dad or combination of both. So it was always going back. Yep, and I'll, the question, a better and, question and, and, and would have been, Sean, if, if he didn't retire, would the Bulls have won eight in a row? Who knows? Would, 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 he, have, would he have maintained motivation? It's a hypothetical, motiva- it's the whole thing. Of- <laughs> would he have maintained motivation through that period and been able to keep on performing? Well, because you argue that to win three in a row is an unbelievable achievement, especially when you are undoubtedly the focal point, and that was at the culmination of like a six-year playoff journey Four years to get the first one, and then bang, bang, the ones after that. He's just cooked mentally. Yeah. So the couple, couple of years guy, off in the end was the best thing to ever To be the ever biggest name him. in the sport. And the thing is, too, sometimes is that he's had the very, that rarefied, people don't talk about, obviously, when he came back and they got knocked out of the finals. And I guess he was underdone and he'd only come in for the last part of the season and they were still figuring themselves out again sort of thing. But for him to, to be undefeated, in the finals. Ridiculous. Well, it is ridiculous, but it's that sense to you sitting there going, the mental strength and the mental uh, application that takes to bear the pressure. Yeah, that's yep. why he's the greatest athlete to ever have walked this earth. That's a big call. We're going to go to Sean's quiz right now. What if we'll, we'll see how that goes? I don't know if that went too well. We might revisit it next week. What, um, the, the sliding doors thing? Hmm. I like it. I like it. You two idiots have got to give me more from it, though. Well, we we may be able to bring our own what ifs from time to time. Yeah. What if you just read the quiz out? Imagine come up with your own segments. I'm going to be home in 11 minutes. Home? Yes. Well, that's not going to happen. Um, Quiz. This is just buzz in quizzes, okay? So you've got to just buzz into. There's a a couple questions here. You've got to buzz in to answer them. Let's go. Question number one with 57 votes. Which player leads the AFL Coaches Association Player of the Year Award? You've got to buzz in with your oh, name. Oh, buzz, Fabian. Dickhead, yep. Don't get so aggressive, mate. Lockie Neal. It's incorrect. Timbo, you can have one for free. I think the answer is it's not Patrick Cripps because he had been leading and I think he has been passed. I'll take the punt and I'll say Brody Grundy. Incorrect, the two of you. Tim Kelly. Tim Kelly. Leads with 57 yep. votes. All right, let's go. What's he worth? This week, Avengers Endgame finished number three at the US box office. Which spot, which film, sorry, took the Memorial Day, the yearly big thing, the Memorial Day weekend, number one film? No idea. Rocketman hasn't been released yet, has it? Number one film in America. Fabian. Yep. Rocketman. Incorrect. 80-odd million, I think, three-day weekend, 100 million, four-day weekend. Dumbo. You're in the ballpark. You're very <laughs> it close. It was a Disney movie. It's Aladdin. Ah. Oh, yeah, that old chestnut. None from two. Okay. So what was two? All right, move it on. No. Tim. Um, Shush. Book. You want to go something. home? Uh, Brooks Kepka. Quick. Question number three. Who leads Carlton's goal kicking? Fabian. Stop. Stop banging the table, head. cockhead. Sorry. Fabian. Yeah. Harry Mackay. On the board. One. Harry's kick 17-14. Question number four. Who is the reigning NBA MVP. Fabian. Yeah. Uh, it's uh, James Harden. Yes. James Harden is correct. 
Question number five. Who has scored the most goals in the 2018-19 UEFA Champions League? Fabian. Yes. Liverpool. Lionel Messi. <laughs> yes, Lionel Messi has 12. Question, How's Liverpool going? <laughs> you're in the final. It's a good place to be. Uh, question number six. The Cricket World Cup kicks off tonight with England hosting South Africa at what venue? Fabian. Yep. Lords. Incorrect. Old Trafford. Incorrect. It's the Oval. Uh, I was surprised it wasn't Lords, but yeah, it's the yeah. Oval. Question number seven. Who is competing currently in the Stanley Cup playoffs? Fabian. Finals? It's the Boston Bruins versus the St. Louis Blues. Go Blue Baggers. It is correct. Good effort. Four from seven, Timo. Duck eggs. <laughs> Check the buzzer. <laughs> now, this is a little segment here. We're going to sort of movie it up here. Ooh. But they're all sports movies. And similar thing, just buzz in when you know the answer and describe to me as best you can the final play of the following movie. So what is the final play in this sports movie? Either the winning play, some of them are just the final sports moment, but generally speaking, the final sort of winning play. We ready? Let's go. The Mighty Ducks. I've never seen the movie. Fabian. Yeah. The Flying V. Incorrect. I've never seen the movie either. Penalty shootout. You're close, but that's incorrect. <laughs> Charlie Conway scores the winning penalty. In a penalty shootout? It wasn't a penalty shootout. Okay, good point. <laughs> movie number two. Major League. Bzz. <laughs> if I say Fabian, do I get to answer it? No, I buzzed in. Um, the final play shows... Um, wow, dang. Shows uh, old mate, the catcher, pointing to call his shot. And uh, when they thought that he was going to try and hit it out of the park, Taylor Bunce <laughs> and Wesley Snipes uh, runs from second base home. He's rounding third. And the fuck-up from the shortstop, who didn't quite get to the ball quickly enough. The fuck-up from uh, the first baseman, who didn't get the ball away quickly enough to... Yeah, the Duke. I think he's got uh, the point. uh, We're getting there. And he, Wesley Snipes, goes in for the winning... Safe. 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 (laughs) Oh, my God, the Indians win it. That's one to Timbo. Basically, the abridged version is that Jake Taylor bunts... The Yankees, and Snipes the Yankees shortstop throws to first. Taylor beats out the throw, and then Willie Mays Hayes beats out the throw home. Because he could run. Yeah, well, he's hey, been he, cut already. What did he say? He just <laughs> runs like Hayes and hits like Mays. Yeah, that's it. Or runs like Mays and hits like Hayes. Yep. One of the two. Runs um, like Hayes, Bob Hayes. The <laughs> movie number three. We ready, Fabian? Yep. Space Jam. Bzz. Oh, it's the final play, isn't it? Yeah, like so it's the winning uh, play. Bill Murray scores the. Uh, the, the winning shot. Incorrect. Ah, fuck. <laughs> your man. Your man. Yeah, Fabian. but it's, it's, he, he doesn't. It's not him at the end. It's like Bugs or someone. Ooh. You got no answer? No, no answer. Michael Jordan scores the winning basket. He's uh, heavily fouled, to be honest. He takes off from the, from the <laughs> He's center. He's heavily fouled. He takes off from the center. Did they give him the and one? Did he go? No. Well, no. I don't need to in Didn't the end. Need it. But he's he's go for percentage. He does the classic flying jump man from the center, and as he's reaching, all the monsters grab him, and his arm reaches out and he dunks it. So LeBron's doing the uh, the remake, well, apparently. The um, sequel. It was meant to be for a little while. They were saying it was going to be um, Blake Griffin as well. Uh, okay, not big enough. Uh, next film, we ready? Yeah, a yep. league of their own. Is that you, Fabian? Not 
slap in the desk instead of your name like we asked you to do? You've buzzed in, Fabian. Come on. Oh, I've buzzed in. Uh, Gina Davis's sister mm-hmm. hits a winning home run. Incorrect. Timmy Davis's sister hits <laughs> the winning home run. Uh, Rosie O'Donnell hits the winning home that run. That would have been a massive turn-up to give Rosie O'Donnell the moment. That's Madonna hits the winning home run. May Morabito does not hit the winning home run. Kit Gina Keller. Da- Kit Keller. Um, That's Gina Davis's sister. Yes. Yeah. Laurie Petty. Uh, she hits it deep. Obviously, sort of the outfield. Yep. And then she's playing for the opposition. She is. She's playing. Um, Great movie. This. It's a brilliant movie. Yeah. I can't. Well, who's she playing for? Um, Racine is the. She's playing for Racine, the Rockford Peaches. The Rockford. Peaches. The Rockford Peaches are um, Gina Davis's team. So she hits it inside. Technically, Tom Hanks's team. Effectively, hits the inside the, the field home run. So she runs around and she ends up beating. Um, ends up running into Gina Davis, who spills the ball. Correct. Yep. Um, so did I say well, Gina Davis' sister hits the winning home run? But it's not. It's not a home run. No, yeah. technically. Well. Uh, we ready, Timbo? Sorry, two sex. Just when Timbo's just on his phone, obviously just sorting out that overtime for the babysitter. <laughs> <laughs> this pod's costing him cash. <laughs> Usually it's costing uh, the Crohn's Foundation cash. Timbo, two sex. Sorry, this doesn't make for good pod, does it? Not really. No, not really. All right, let's go. You ready? Yep. Bend it like Beckham. Damn. No, that was a damn. That wasn't a Fabian buzz in here. That was my phone. Um, Bend it like Beckham. Surely Jess Minder has to do something to win something. Does Fabian. Yeah. Does Jess Minder score a winning free kick? She does. Fair enough. In the title. Um, <laughs> Does just Minda bend it like Beckham? <laughs> Next film, we're ready? Yep. Cool Running. Yep, Timbo. The Jamaican bobsled team on their final run are going really, really well, but all the uh, all the screws start uh, rattling around <laughs> in the old bobsled. There's a level and, of specificity. And as they go around one of the corners, it flips over. Yep. They end up uh, stuck underneath it, but the old line was, I came to the Olympics not to win, but to... Finish. So they picked up the bobsled and they walked it over the line and got a standing ovation from all the people that didn't like them and didn't include them. I would have accepted. Did the, the bobsled survive? crashed? I would, <laughs> I would have accepted they crashed and carried the bobsled to the finish. That I is do, correct. I do like that. Did movie. the uh, egg survive? It did. Yes. Feel the rhythm under your feet, <laughs> Jamaica. We have a bobsled, bobsled team. This is a potentially <laughs> tricky one, and full points if one of you can get this. This isn't the winning moment. It's the final act, sporting act of the film. Okay. Bull Durham. Not seen it. Not no. seen it. Not seen no, Bull I, Durham. I, I've seen if it, I've seen it, it's Kevin a bloody long time ago. You've not seen Bull... You can't remember what happens in Bull Durham. Is Bill Bill uh, Bill Pullman in it? No. <laughs> okay. Does Kevin Costner hit a winning home run? Close. Does he strike out the uh, batsman? He's not the pitcher. That's Nuke Lalouche. No, don't know <laughs> it. Don't know it. Um, Kevin Costner's Crash Davis. A lot of baseball. Because there's a lot of baseball films. There are. Get Kevin, to the NFL Kevin, films. Uh, Kevin Costner's Crash Davis hits a home run, which breaks the minor league home run record. I said Kevin Costner hits a home run. No, you said he hits a winning home run. Oh, fuck. Sort of the thing of the film, he's been chasing that, that totem. No one wants to be the the guy that holds that record. Okay. Because it means you played a lot of minor league baseball. Yep. No one wants to be doing that. Rocky. Fabian. Yeah. Uh, 
Rocky goes a distance with Apollo, goes to decision. Apollo wins. Rocky's looking for Adrian. She gets into the ring. Goes, what happened to you? I have? need more spe- specificity. What do you mean? Rocky goes the distance with Apollo. Mm-hmm. All right. Mm-hmm. They punch out. The bell rings. He says, "No, no I need." He goes, "There the ain't res- going to be the, no rematch." He goes, "The result. I, I need the result." Apollo wins on decision. Split decision. Split decision. That's correct. I named the entire film soon. I was going to get into dialogue. Yeah, except for the actual. I what even remembered the hat. First thing Rocky says when he sees Adrian is. Where's your hat? Bad news, Timbo. You can't win. Um, next off, the, the second to last, any given Sunday. Fabian. Yeah. Um, they win. What was the last last scene or the last sporting scene? Last sporting scene. The last act of football we see. Well, Willie Beeman scores the winning touchdown. How? How is... Dives to the end zone and breaks the plane. I'll get that. That's all right. Not not quite the level of detail, Tim. How's the bloke who loses the eye in that match? I know. Isn't Jesus. that gory? Jesus. That's a, have, have you seen that film lately? It's a weird movie. It's a bizarre what was film. Her name? Berkeley. What was her name? Elizabeth Berkeley. It's just. It's like it's so stylistic and just nonsensical. It's. it's I watched it recently. It's fucking weird. <laughs> And then lastly, uh, this is just obviously to get us over this the line. This is a smashing team, just letting you know. Yeah. Seven to two. Teen Wolf. Fabian. Yes, Fabian. Give me the result. How, do, how does the match finish? As the Teen Wolf, Michael J. Fox dominates and they win. He scores a dunk at the end. No? No, doesn't he go back to normal Michael J. Fox and then he ends up Doing underhanded buckets to win the from the free throw line to win. He's, no, he's definitely he's definitely Team Wolf. Timbo's got it. Yeah, <laughs> you lost seven to three, Tim. No, no, it's quality, not quantity. I'm, I'm afraid. That's yeah. I'm not sure about the the, under, under the buckets, but he he shot two free throws. He was fouled in the act of shooting, and he shot two free throws to win the match. What's his mate's name? Bounces. Styles. Styles. And the girlfriend. Boof. Boof. Yes. What a rip! I got a Funko Pop. I got a got a Teen Wolf Funko Pop. Awesome. On That's actually it's one of the best ones you've got because it actually looks. I haven't got it yet. It's on the way. Getting it on pre-order. He's in the basketball gear. Yeah, he has the wolf. Mm. That's good. Would have been good in the Letterman jacket too. The beavers. No, well, he's in the singlet. He's in the you know he's playing. He's got the ball. It's actually the same. The Letterman jacket's good because that's what he plays the guitar on when the his dad knocks the, uh, on the bathroom door. That's surfing the best USA. Yes, that's exactly his right. Dad knocks on the door of the bathroom. He doesn't want to open because he doesn't want to show him that he's turned into a wolf. What would Tony say? And then he opens the door and his dad's like full, <laughs> full wolf. <laughs> How bad would it be if he opened the door and Scott was just having like he had indigestion or something? Yeah. <laughs> and he's in full. Never wolf. mind. He's all mad. Whoa, Halloween. <laughs> Try it. Halloween costume. What would Tony say in that situation? What? Well, had the bathroom door locked. No, like you're turning into a wolf, but Tony can also turn into a wolf. And he's just revealing it. This is the moment it comes. I have no idea. I am a wolf. You will too. <laughs> I don't know why your dad suddenly turned Russian. I don't know. He'd probably say it in Italian though. So What would he say? I have no Vo- idea. Volpe. Volpe? Isn't that Italian for wolf? Volpe? I'm trying to, try to think. Or is that fox? What's Lupino? Fox. That, that, is that Fox? I think that's Fox. Yeah. I think Volpe is Wolf. Yeah. 
1985, that big year for Michael. Which Michael? Jay Fox. Yep. Is he still kicking? He is, yeah. Yeah, he's hanging He's still there. alive. Beautiful. All right. That was good. I liked that. A bit more rapid fire would have been better. Yeah, Tim decided to... Jesus. Timbo. Oh, you know how, what my memory is like. The stuff I remember, I How'd remember How did you go well. on your coastal trek, just to finish off? Oh. Uh, my 60-kilometre coastal trek started well, finished poorly, and ended up at the 23-kilometre mark a bit... Um, it's all about the effort, Tim. Fucked. What about <laughs> what about a re- reveal? We've got an announcement to make about next year's coastal trek. Yeah, Fab reckons he's doing it. Oh, fuck, Tim. Don't, don't say with any enthusiasm or anything. Well, it's all Fraser's staff, though. That's the thing. You'd have to enter on your own, and you've got to have two chicks in Tell your Hannah team. to get me a job. What do you mean you got to have two chicks in your team? Well, it's called the Wild Women on Top Coast Trek, and every single team has to have two women. <laughs> Are you sure it's a fucking coastal trek, mate? <laughs> Wild Women on Top. Sounds like a charity orgy. <laughs> yes, yes, Jesus. I'm fresh back from my charity orgy. <laughs> <laughs> so, 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 Fabian couldn't just compete. You couldn't just roll up and do it. Yeah, I don't have to well, be part of it. He's got to enter. Um, but why does he need two women? Because it's the rules. What? Well, I don't make the rules. I just follow. So them. I couldn't enter and walk it by myself. I no, need. You got to be in a team of four, and you got to have at least two women in your team. Sean, you're one of them. Just shave. Well, you need even if you get the two women, you need one more dude. Why don't I just be the dude? Like in the Big Lebowski. Because you need four. <laughs> he actually makes a good point. Because you'd be assuming that I'd be part of a Fraser's team. So I need two women. You need two women. We're to walk 60 Kelly's not going to do it. Kelly couldn't walk to the letterbox and back. Oh, fuck. I reckon Kelly might a di- like Kelly is the perfect definition. There's the difference between being thin and being fit. Shout out to Kelly. Kelly is... Kelly looks fit. Tread oh, tread carefully, Fabian. Uh, no, Kelly once chased me down the street with a pair of her dad's jocks on the end of a stick. And then when I looked back to see how far she was, she was uh, hunched over and half dead. You aren't rapid either. When was this? No. Well, we wouldn't have been married yet. So it would have been pre-2007. Okay. And I'm not what? I said you're not rapid. Well, I'll take you out in the car park and go head-to-head in a race. I won't because my calf won't stand up to it. <laughs> well, you want to go, you want to have a run? In a run, no, yeah, in runners. Now? Next week. Next week, you next reckon? Week. Next, you reckon you got me in fifty meters? Yeah, you reckon you got me across fifty meters? Yeah, this is happening. <laughs> we'll post it on Twitter. I'll videotape it. We'll do it at the Collingwood Athletics track. I could just do it in the car park, mate. You're it's on fifty meters. It's not repeat efforts. This is just one fifty meter sprint. Your little short legs versus my very long legs. But you've got, got an awful gait and no fitness. I could make fifty meters. Fifty meters. How much fitness do you I need? saw you guys. I saw you guys doing twenty-five meter shuttles. We were, yeah. we were walking. Uh, we started jogging. That mm. stopped very quickly. Yeah, but we weren't sprinting. We had to get. We were doing repeat efforts. Ten thousand steps up. We we're not going to blow all our energy in three oh, seconds. It was quantity, not quality. Unlike you the quiz. You know what the weird thing about this is, Sean? Do you honestly think you're going to beat me? Yes, comfortably. You're on. You're on. This is getting videotaped. And posted to pod. Jeez. I gotcha. Bring your headbands. Tim needs to get out of here. All right. See ya. You done? I'm done. All right. See you later, Timbo. See you, mate. See you, Sean. See you later, Fab. See you, Fabian. Always a pleasure, gentlemen. Never a pleasure. (laughs) What's the song tonight? I don't know what it is. Millie Vanilli. Do you know what you should play?
Pal- 